Podcasting from the CRW studio, this is the Two Drink Minimum with your hosts, Henny and Patron. Cheers, college football fanatics, and welcome to the Two Drink Minimum. I am Dan Patron, and with me as always is Kevin Hennigan and DZ. Tonight, week three college football playoff rankings are out. A little shakeup in week 15. We need answers, but nobody's playing. We'll tell you where to find the answers to the questions we're all asking during this wild college football season. We're not sure what the committee's going to do, but we'll try to sort it all out next on the two-drink minimum. Gentlemen. Dan, I know that you, you said with us as always is Henny and DZ. Yeah, I mean, you're I'm still a part-time <laughs> guest here. Part-time <laughs> lover. Make it you're, clear. You're as always. You're as always. I, I've now included. You notice I didn't say like a guest, a guest podcaster today. I just said with us as always. No, it should be guest starring, like guest starring, guest starring oh, featuring, Stamos featuring, in yeah. Full House or something. Fe- Stamos was never a guest star. Yeah, Stamos stayed though, bro. Well, sometimes I think he's still there. Isn't he? Didn't they make new episodes and he they were still on it? Yeah, he's still talking. Camera crew showed up he's and still, he just sat up on the couch. He's still talking about his yogurt. He's, he's still talking about his hair on commercials. I saw a commercial the other he's day. He was, on it. Yeah. he was talking about his hair. He's ageless. Yeah, he's had some assistance with that ageless. Okay, um, college football playoff rankings are out. There are some teams in there. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State sitting that top four. For me, you know, I came away from week one, or I came away from last weekend as a reaction to last weekend saying that Alabama is that team that absolutely has to be there. They have separated themselves from every other team in college football in my book. And we could get into that a little bit more. I don't think you could. But is there a Christmas movie? That separates itself from every other Christmas movie that, that time you of the year have to watch every year. Is there an Alabama of the Christmas movies? Christmas For me, Vacation. I, I mean, I already watched it, <laughs> and I will watch it again. I watched it in July. <laughs> you ser- you serious, <laughs> I already watched it. If if I'm not gonna go with Christmas Vacation, I am a big sentimental sap. And I do watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. It's a tradition to watch It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve. Henny, like, you got Buddy the Elf. Are you a Will Ferrell guy? I do like Elf, but I would have to go with Home Alone as my two seed there. So I'm with you guys with Alabama being Christmas Vacation, but I love Home Alone. That entertains me greatly. The slapstick comedy gets me every single time. How many Home Alones will you go down the line before you stop? That's an watching? absurd question. Only you, you only go two. <laughs> like who would answer differently? There is a third. Yeah, uh, but there's not like with seven. There's, more there's like three? seven of them. I oh, think. there are. There's so many of them. I think you're thinking of the Diehards. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Diehards, another great no, Christmas movie. No, don't even go there. Don't even go Hacky. there. Right. Is Diehard a Christmas movie? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. No. I got, I got confirmation. We are from, <laughs> I got confirmation from Griff's, by the way. Uh, Grandpa Griff listened to the podcast last week, apparently, Uh-oh. and he affirmed that ice cream pie is, in fact, a pie if it comes in a pie round. Grandpa Griff's. However, chicken pot pie is definitely not a pie in Griff's. If it's not dessert, it's not a pie. Was there any commentary on the chocolate pie? Yeah, there was a little bit. That is an age old. I beat him to the podcast and apologize. That is an age old recipe. That's an age old recipe that you've apparently offended some people about. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So takeaways. So, uh, I mean, everybody agrees, obviously, uh, you know, Christmas vacation. You serious, Clark? Uh, If I had a rubber hose, I would beat you. One of the most underrated lines in that movie. Alabama did have a rubber hose last weekend, <laughs> and they used it against LSU. Again, demolishing a team that Texas A&M, who's number five in the country, struggled to put away the weekend before. So we talked about it last week going into this week. It'll be interesting to see what Alabama does against LSU after watching what Texas A&M did against LSU. And it's just obvious, my weekend reaction, my weekend takeaway from a limited menu of games last weekend 
first and foremost is that Alabama's in a league of their own. I, I will be shocked if they don't win the college football playoff this year. I think there's some good teams. That's not to knock other teams. But this team is on a roll. That offense is loaded. Alabama in or that, the field, you're taking Alabama. Absolutely. And that, defense, and that defense, and that defense who's supposed to be the weak side of the ball, they haven't given up over 20 points since mid-October. You know, they haven't given up over 20 points. They're playing since young Georgia guys. Like you got a couple you got young cor- freshman corners out there that are making plays. So you knew they were going to coach kids up. Weird offseason. And they've just gotten better every single week. By far, they're the number one team. By far. By far. So I'm on Cal- the Heisman train, by the, by the way. The wide receiver Heisman Thank train. Thank you. Devontae I, Smith. I mean, I know, then it comes up. that was Kevin- incredible. The show he put on, that was so good. That third touchdown catch he had in the yes. back of the end zone. Oh, that's his Heisman moment. Yes, right he had there. one. He just had it. He needs to. He should be number one. I agree. He's got to be the number okay, one. So team. let's. That's not, what I was saying. Convinced me. So no, he not, convinced you. I did. That's true. You, you did not walk it out of here. So let's <laughs> not. Let's him. let's not inflate Hanny too much with with the Devonte Smith. You know this guy should be in the Heisman conversation. Directly backed up with Hanny bringing forth this proposition that maybe Iowa State or the Big Twelve wasn't done out of the college football playoff you know you heard it here first type stuff Devonte smith you heard it here first if we're gonna go there with you heard it here first let's go right into the big 12 because i think it's the biggest news as you react to the college football playoff rankings being released today is there a bigger takeaway from these new rankings than iowa state jumping cincinnati cincinnati no ranked wins so we do pay attention to how everybody else stacks up. And when you look at the rest of these rankings, I don't believe there's a team on here that Cincinnati beat. So clearly the schedule for Cincinnati is being disrespected. People don't look at UCF as a top 25 team where you'll find some interesting teams back there. They do get to play Tulsa, hopefully. Would have given them a top 25 win after this week. But I thought Iowa State in the Big 12 had a chance. I didn't expect them to jump Cincinnati right now. That that was a surprise for me. When you told me that when I walked in, my breath was taken away, Dan. <laughs> that, sure, that wasn't just... Breathless. <laughs> breathless. Without breath. Breathtaking. <laughs> that baby was breathtaking. Uh, yeah, it surprised me, too. I mean, the, Iowa State just... I, I understand that, you know, when you're idle at Cincinnati, you lose it. They, they canceled. They postponed and then canceled Tulsa. So they'll only play Tulsa win. So they got an opportunity for one top 25 win here at the end of the season but Iowa State hasn't shown me enough you know they, they got the loss to Louisiana and then they've got the loss to OK State which may actually be worse than the they loss to worse. Louisiana yeah well, and it got worse this past week Louisiana is a huge beef that we yeah. should get to yeah but let's let's stay with yeah Iowa State here. and I thought the week before that we previewed that game that Iowa State Texas game that was a great game. I thought, personally, Texas should have won that game. I thought they kind of outplayed them. Uh, Iowa State, they played good enough to win. They walked away with a victory. I'll, you know, you got to respect what was done on the field. They did win the game. Right. But I I just don't see what they've done to impress the committee enough to put them to, to jump and to get up to that seventh spot. I, I mean, Iowa State's got a little bit of the Texas A&M Act going on for me right now. Yeah, the Texas win was 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 good, but it didn't feel as dominant as what you would be looking for out of a top ten team. Yeah, the Auburn win was good for Texas A and M, but it didn't feel as dominant as what you're looking for out of a team that's supposedly the number five team in the country. So but I, we're not I, even talking about I, their win over I, Oklahoma. I that doesn't I, even come up. I agree. Well, I mean, you you do have to talk about that because yeah. Texas A and M, Texas A and M has the win it's over not like Florida. Texas is the only win. Texas A and M has the win over Florida. And, you know, Iowa State has the win over Oklahoma. So that's the justification. What I was more speaking to is what DZ was saying with regards to they're winning, but it doesn't feel that impressive. And I'm getting the same sense out of Texas A&M as I am Iowa State. They're winning, but it doesn't feel that impressive. Isaiah Spiller's awesome. Brees Hall is awesome. But is that enough? You know, Kellen Mond is great. Brock Purdy is great. But is that enough? Cincinnati because not when playing. they're playing these teams that other teams that are sort of in the mix are playing, it's it becomes a little bit less impressive. You know, I mean, but would Texas, you have ahead of Iowa State? 
I would have Cincinnati ahead of Iowa State. I, I would have Cincinnati oh, ahead of so Iowa you get, State. Like, Iowa State's playing games and winning. Cincinnati hasn't played in a couple weeks. It'll be, what, three weeks without them playing? But Cincinnati, but Cincinnati not playing, it, it, it doesn't reduce the fact that they have played, you know, eight, nine games. Are they 8-0? Are they 9-0? So, I mean, they're 8-0. We're not talking about a Pac-12 team or a Big Ten team having not played and seeing four or five games out of them. We've seen a lot of football be put on tape by Cincinnati, and we've seen a lot of good football be put on tape by Cincinnati. I agree. So I don't think that that's the same thing there. I think, and did you say, I don't know if I caught it, but is that, are you drawing an analogy, because I think it's a good analogy if you did it, between Texas A&M's win over Florida and Iowa State's win over Oklahoma. Yeah. So Iowa State beat Oklahoma in week three. Okay, that Oklahoma team was one and one, coming off a loss to Kansas State. All right. And and they, they they won. It was a home game. It, I think it was a Saturday night, uh, eight o'clock ABC game. But if you match those teams up now, what's that line? What's that Vegas line? Neutral field, Oklahoma, Iowa State. Well, we'll see. Who the are line's you probably out. That game? We can probably find the line. Yeah. Um, I, Oklahoma, so I think, would be favored by a touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's similar. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I think Oklahoma I think would, be would be favored, favored by like two touchdowns over uh, Texas A&M if they played. Mm. Wow. This week. You're giving a lot of credit to Florida. It's interesting, though. It's interesting, though, because, Henny, you said that you recently just went back and watched that Texas A&M Florida game. and you had that, to do that, it. I couldn't and, remember what happened. And that was that was a clash of – that was a you know more of that classic SEC just junkyard dog brawl. And what you saw – I mean, I'm not – you tell us what you saw because you were telling me, and I thought it very poignant is what you were saying with regards to – Rewatching that game and what you saw because it makes a lot of sense and it makes a lot of sense as to Florida's, you know, the preview that you're going to be looking at with Florida next week going into that Alabama game. I wanted to see A&M's ceiling because they get down 11 points in that game to Florida. They, on the first down of the drive, they're down 11, they get a penalty. It's a first and 25 from their own 13 or something like that. And A&M runs the ball for the entire drive right at Florida. Isaiah Spiller rips off, I think, 68 yards on that drive. Relentless. Play at, they know what's coming. They shove it down their throat. And A&M looked outstanding. The defense had energy after. If you watch it just from that point on, that A&M team, to me, looked impressive. And if that's what people saw, I'm like, okay, they saw that moment in time when A&M, at its highest, was outstanding, but they have not sustained that. As you watch them week after week, and they sit here at five, they have won every game by double digits in the last five weeks. So that they're still they're not having to worry about just winning by a field goal. But A and M and Florida, to me, I came away actually unimpressed with Florida watching that. That the physicality of Texas A and M, what they were able to do to Florida, Alabama's going to smoke them. When I saw what A and M could do, that's my feeling right now between. Those top two teams in the SEC. Yeah, right. I think Florida's I, changed a lot. I think they've. I mean, that was what week three or four of the season. I think they've gotten significantly better. But to Texas A and M, their offensive line play. Florida can't is run the really ball. Impressive. Yeah, Florida's one of the worst rushing yeah. teams Florida in the country. Florida cannot run the ball. I mean, I it, they're over a hundred. They're outside the top one hundred in rushing yards a game. What's funny is that it's that was a while ago, but. It, in the same sense, if you watch the first half of that Kentucky game, which Florida goes on to win that game, I think by three, two touchdowns, uh, 20 points or so. They had to go but, gimmicky. But they had to go gimmicky to get the first half like, to of that, that game, game. The first half of that Kentucky Florida game speaks to what you were saying with regard to getting pushed around a little bit more than you'd like to see a number six, number five, number four team in the country get pushed around and it's and it's sort of that same sense of what we talk about with Ohio State and maybe this is a good segue into what the heck is the Big Ten going to do with Ohio State because Ohio State who's played far less games I think we see the warts on them as well and it is squarely focused on that secondary not after this week they came out today. The guy the, they they played very well last week. But the CFP guy, the guy run in charge of the CFP, said that tonight when they were asking him about Ohio State, five and zero is now good enough for Ohio State. That's what the committee is saying to us. They're putting them at four. They made comments afterwards about how 
Ohio State showing, putting things on film this past Saturday was a big thing for this committee to see. Now, the guy who's in charge of the CFP, the Iowa athletic director, just just note that. That that's well, who is the I guy, mean, Gary Bartha, making these comments. Coincidence. I'm just saying that's it should be noted. That's relevant information, I do so, believe. So what's his justification for putting Indiana at 12 when Indiana shut out the team that they just played? You know, I, I mean, I granted that Ohio State, asking o- questions Ohio, about State Ohio State only gave up 12 points, but what's their justification, you know, for that? Indiana was dominant over that same Michigan State team. So why aren't they just a drop dead top 10 team? They lost by seven to this team that you said is absolutely in the college football playoff, and yet they're barely slipping into the top 15. Those are you the know, two. When I look at the Georgia, rankings, what's Georgia doing there? Yeah, I was, I was going to say the exact same thing. The two biggest errors in the rankings are where Indiana is in terms of being underranked and Georgia as an overranked team. I, I don't get Georgia. Georgia's consistently understand. overranked. Yeah. I mean, Last are, year they were. Are they doing it based on recruiting stats? Uh, I mean, what? the two good teams they played, Florida and Alabama, they got smoked by. Smoked. That and Florida game wasn't yeah, even but they're as close a different to the final now. score. If you're going to go different team arguments when that was introduced here, well, this is a different team. Because they're playing junk teams now. Your, their quarterback is different. I think that's way more relevant. Your five-star stud quarterback, to me, is a much bigger difference than who they're playing. If we would have seen JT Daniels from week one, I would have liked to see what we get from this team. So I do think this is a different Georgia team, like Oklahoma is a different team right now. It's hard to tell, like you mentioned, with the competition. What are we getting? You know, they are playing some of these bottom feeders, SEC teams, and we don't we get to see them play top 25 Missouri, though, oh, yeah. this week, Dave. Top 25. Tell, enlighten the <laughs> listening audience. Why are his eyes so how, wild? Yeah. I, <laughs> Dave, I, I, knew, I wish there was some works. video here. Look at how okay, wild Hemi's eyes are. I'm going to tee it up because that's what he wants. So enlighten the oh, listening audience. I was teeing you up. Well, well, that's your point. You can't you, tee the tear. You can have it. You can have it. The bottom five <laughs> of the CFP rankings. Go ahead. Tell the audience how that works. Well, it's just I don't I bought know. In. I bought it. It's just fun to pay attention to the bottom five because it justifies your decisions at the top. So you can just put in. Well, all of a sudden, you know, you have a win over Texas, who's number twenty. Oh, you have two top twenty wins if you're Iowa State. Are you sneaking? Um, a Big Ten team at the back there. So now you have a couple wins there. It, whenever you look at the back of this, Tulsa showed up. So maybe Cincinnati has a chance at a top 25 win. No. It's a great spot to pay attention to because you get into the mindset of where they're putting some of those other teams. And that's why Louisiana confuses me. When you look at Louisiana, they have a win over number seven, and their only loss is to the number 13th ranked team that's undefeated. So Louisiana is a weird case when you see, like, I guess you're not even paying attention to them. But going back to that bottom five, Dave, please pay attention to that. You'll get in the mindset of the decision makers because they can just make anything they want happen with those last few spots. Because yep. 25, look who snuck in. They probably realize they're going to get some criticism with Georgia, as they have been for these past few weeks when they're putting them in the top ten. So they sneak Missouri in there at number 25, who they'll play this weekend. And then, oh, what do you know? Georgia ends up getting a top 25 victory. It justifies their, what are they, number eight or number nine ranking. And, and you know, they are without fault. It's been some time since I've had the opportunity to mention Eli Drinkwitz. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I said at the beginning of the season, Eli Drinkwitz was going to be a head coach that can get this Missouri program back into some relevance. He's done it. And, and he has done it. I, I mean, look, it, it may be unjustified, but they have three losses, and two of them are two teams we're talking about in the college football playoff. You know, they lost to Alabama, and they lost to Florida. There's no crime in those losses. You know, this is that classic Auburn team where you're like, this is the best 6-6 six and six team we've ever seen. You know, like Auburn is there every single every single year. You know, this is this – is, you know the the best looking bridesmaid at the wedding. You know, like it's it, it's that's what they are, and that's where they're headed, and where they're going. And maybe you know, maybe they can get beyond that by beating this Georgia team this weekend. And I wouldn't put it past them because again, team, I think Georgia, <laughs> I think Georgia is not that good. 
I think Georgia is not that good. And when you look at the Georgia loss to Florida, the Georgia loss to Alabama, you know, they weren't all that much closer than Missouri was to those teams. So it, it, is it really that much of a stretch for Missouri to be in the top 25? It is if you think Georgia's not eight, but if Georgia or whatever, nine, are they nine? If, if you think Georgia's nine, then Missouri's got to be 25. If you don't, then, then okay, fine, drop Missouri out of the top 25. But Eli Drinkwitz has this team on an upward trajectory with a young freshman quarterback, and this team is is going, man. If I'm the, Texas. The Eli Drinkwitz, Tiger King Club. If I'm Texas, I'm giving Eli Drinkwitz an offer he can't refuse. So you're not going to get Urban Meyer, but you need to make a move on this coach right now. What he has been able to do, you follow him coming up. High school guy, Gene Chizik and him were on a high school staff together. That's a pretty good high school yeah. staff. You brought up Trask and uh, yeah, Gene. You? So now you have a couple like D1 head coaches as a high school staff. Who is your high school coach? All right. So <laughs> Dave Mancuso. Kind of <laughs> so when, it, when, it, when you see like, just read a little about this guy, the people he's been around. He's been, you know, he's got some connections out with Boise State, some big time coaches that he's been connected to, who've been a part of, you know, tradition rich programs. That's a guy I want to go and get because what he is doing at Missouri top 25 team right now is nice. This is a good coach. So I look at the Iowa state coach and this guy is two people I'd go and get hundred percent, hundred percent. I mean, you, those are the two guys along with, you know, it, with Jaime from, from coastal Carolina that you've got to be looking at as guys that are up for, you know, promotions, but, Honey, let's let's save that. Let's save that That's coaching fair. carousel. The the wheel of transfer. We we talked about it last week. There, when there is some time between games and CFP talk, we'll get into some of those topics. Wheel wheel of transfer was promised for this week. Dave Z is is mad at me for for having no wheel here. But there will be a wheel. <laughs> There will be a wheel there because there's going to be construction delays. There, I was told. Construction. It's tough to get wood right there's now. There's COVID yeah. delays with the construction and stuff like that. But okay, so we've talked about some of these top. We've talked about <laughs> these top. This thing on. Uh, we've talked about some of these top teams that we that we've seen in the last couple of weeks. There's a couple of teams that we're not going to see this week, and they've actually, I guess cognizantly said we're not going to play this weekend and that's Notre Dame and Clemson which if you ask me I actually think it's kind of cool I actually think it's kind of a cool like I hate it screw you to the Big Ten I hate it as a college football fan no, no I think this is a screw you to the I ACC think I think it's kind of funny that they're like screw Notre you we're not, we're not playing we've played enough we've oh, played enough screw you we're Clemson not playing. said we're not going to go to Florida State yeah. Right. And Notre Dame's like, well, if they're not playing, no, Florida State no, Florida canceled State the game against Clemson, the first time, right? The first time, right? Yeah. And then they wanted to reschedule it, and Clemson said, we're not traveling back down there for a football game. Isn't that what happened? Um, I would go to my ACC expert so, on this yeah. one. That happens, and Notre Dame says, well, if they're not playing the week before the conference championship. Oh, game, by the way, it is playing. Torpedo Tuesday here at the Two Drink Minimum, oh, I like and that. I am opening one with a stapler. So you could put that after this. I don't there. like it though, Dan. I I I, I don't like it is... as a fan. I think it's hilarious as the ACC being like, screw you, you know, like Pac-12, who's irrelevant. Well, Big Ten's going to Big Ten tomorrow. You know, forget you guys. We we already played our games. Right. We already played our games, and we're going to play in the championship game. We're not going to risk having Ian Book or, or Trevor Lawrence get hurt against right. Florida State or. Wake Forest, like who cares? We're not going to play that game. We don't need to play that. Well, I understand game. the reason you didn't play your game. I don't like it though. I think it's hilarious. I actually think it's just kind of a big kind of. Eh. But what if what if they take it one step further and they just cancel the ACC championship game, right? And say, you know what? If those two teams COVID don't outbreaks. play, they're both going to make the college football playoff. So if you're talking like shrewd ACC smart business move. That's what they would do. It would suck as a fan. Suck as a fan. I mean, it would be, be a ballsy move. That would be. Let's see how this take works out here, Cotton. We're not going to do it. We're not going to play. We like our chances. We choose not to in. play. We don't need championships. Now, what do we have to show you? Yeah. We put it on. We played now eight, nine games. You're yeah. going to put in somebody who's played film. six. Yeah. yeah. Why should we play? Do it as a form of protest. Together. Lock arms on the field. I hate it. 
I hate it. I hate it. Why would you even suggest but that, it, Dave? But if you're running the what if Dabo's you're not going to shame me into a to a Herb Street apology for <laughs> yeah. suggesting. As soon as this is over, you're yeah. going to go to Dave Lesnar's yeah. Twitter account where he yeah. will be apologizing. He'll be exist. apologizing for this, along with the UNLV quarterback who ate sushi off of a nude model on a boat, which I don't understand how that turned into an apology, but okay. Uh, so Herb Street has to apologize. Dave Z, Dave Z has to apologize. The sushi eater UNLV quarterback has to apologize. Running rebel. Dave Z, where are you going, Dan? Where are you going now? Where are you going? Reeling in, <laughs> back themselves into a corner. Back back lash out. All right, so everybody, so everybody's apologizing. But do we? <laughs> <laughs> do 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 you really need to apologize for watching the best game of the weekend, which is UNC versus Miami? Miami is this forgotten team. You know, when you take a look at the college football playoff, you you see Texas A&M hammered by Alabama. You know, uh, you you see um, other you see Miami hammered by Clemson. So Miami just slips, 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 keeps going, keeps going because they don't have, I guess, that marquee win that Texas A&M has. But, you know, they, they have one loss, and it just keeps slipping away for these guys. So what happens? What's the outlook for Notre Dame if Miami goes in and absolutely beats down UNC? Like, what is that outlook? Can that change anything? Because keep in mind, keep in mind, as you shake your head no, keep in mind, Notre Dame has not played Miami and will not play Miami. Clemson has Scared. not played North Carolina and will not play North Carolina. No, in this Scared. case, neither one of them were scheduled this year. Those games, those games weren't scheduled. They wanted so, none. Is it a bad look for for Notre Dame that could maybe sneak into the pollsters' minds if Miami goes out and smokes UNC? Because some people on this program were just saying that that UNC win was Notre Dame's best win of the season. It was. If Miami at this point for Notre Dame, all that matters is the Clemson game. I don't think Miami UNC result impacts Notre Dame. Notre Dame needs to play really well against Clemson. Hang with them, and they're going to be one of the top four teams. Well, but how about, but how about UNC bl gets blasted by Miami, and then Notre Dame gets blasted by Clemson? Well, the blasted by Clemson wouldn't even then matter. If is, North Carolina no could blow out Miami. Notre Dame does Notre Dame is Notre Dame out at that point? I think they have to be competitive with Clemson. So you're of the camp. I thought somebody was of the camp that it doesn't matter. Notre Dame is in. I think Notre Dame is going to end up being in. But I don't think you can get blown because out. I don't I, because blown I've out always, I, because I've said that if they get blown out, I don't think they're in. Right. But I, I thought that one of you guys last week said that it doesn't matter they're in. If they Are beat we responsible Wake, for if, everything we say? If on this they program? beat Wake Forest, they're in. Dan, sometimes I just say things. Okay. To say them. No, yes. they got to be competitive. Yeah, I think no, you have they have to be competitive. If they get blown out, they're done. Okay. Yeah, that was a big. Okay. We had a, we had a, a phone in. Uh, somebody somebody was asking that question if Notre Dame lost by 17 would they get in and I think we there was it was a resounding no because the deep the Clemson win in the beginning of the season was devalued with all the injuries and yeah. Trevor Lawrence being out so it's all about it's almost like that game never happened it's, it's so what they do Notre Dame will be judged you know their season will be judged based on their performance which is you wonder they're who gonna gets cancel in, the game who gets in over Notre Dame you just wonder like yeah. If Notre Dame, what's what do they look like in that game, and how bad would they have to look for Texas A&M to get to be the four seed? Or, or I still think Florida, if Florida plays a tight game with Alabama, that Florida could jump Texas A&M. Well, now they have Notre another Dame. top twenty-five win with Missouri. So oh, now you sit there with uh, Florida. Uh, okay. Okay. And look okay. at Florida racking up this. I don't think Florida gets in with a loss. So, Henny, you talk Three about. One point loss. Henny, you talked about a doomsday. You talked. You talked about a doomsday scenario. Stole it from Herbie, but Herbie was throwing that out. So, who later apologized for using the word doomsday? Yeah, you can't say doomsday. <laughs> Not on a plane. <laughs> Henny, tell us the doomsday scenario because I forgot it already. It was like thirty minutes ago. Tell us the doomsday scenario 
and let's talk about what happens in that in that situation because I think it is is it if Florida beats Alabama yeah, and we Clemson just beats Notre this, Dame is that that if you have the f- three and four seeds I think is Clemson still three and Notre Dame's two yeah, um, yeah. if you have Notre Dame and Alabama both lose. Then you're looking at Ohio State, Notre Dame, Alabama, three teams for two spots. I don't think Ohio State gets in. Yeah, Alabama's in. Yes, I, Alabama's I think Alabama's in. in. Ohio State Unless needs Alabama, Alabama to win. They're the biggest Alabama fans in the country right Alabama now. Alabama may be able to yeah. get smoked by Florida. Because you're going to have the least in. amount of wins, and I do think that's going to be a swing factor. Because right. that's an easy decision to defend when Al- you're looking at – Ohio State or Notre Dame, and if they're conflicted, it's an easy yeah. one to lean on and go all the more games. Alabama's not Cincinnati either. You know, I mean, you, yeah, you're in over Cincinnati. Great, that's a cute story, but you're not in over You're not in over Alabama. I agree. You're, you're just yeah. not. They're not going to keep Alabama out. Mm-hmm. Alabama plays Texas Arkansas this weekend. Let's no. say they beat Arkansas this weekend. They are. Have they ten and zero? If they beat Arkansas, have they played ten games? Yeah. So. Yeah, you're playing ten conference games in the SEC, weren't they? Ten yeah. games. A- Alabama will have played all SEC ten games. games. Right? Ten yeah. AC- ten SEC wins. That's good. And look at the numbers these guys are putting up. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I mean, you beat Missouri. Some of these quarterbacks are just playing insane. They beat 25th ranked Missouri. Yep. The Tigers. Kevin. They beat Eli Drinkwitz. Texas Longhorn coach. Yep. So, uh, so Alabama's in. So that leaves us. So that leaves the argument of so Alabama, Clemson, and Florida are in in this doomsday scenario. So that leaves the argument at Notre Dame, who I think is out in that scenario. And Ohio State gets in. Ohio State, and I guess Cincinnati. Right, Cincinnati's not Cincinnati sniffing this. Dan. It's over still... for Cincinnati. You got to let it go. So Iowa State <laughs> right now, like a bandaid. So you, when, with Iowa State jumping, so it's over. I, so what about Iowa State? Iowa State. No. Hammers Something Oklahoma again. Ohio State? Iowa State. No, Iowa yeah, State. They... If they smash Oklahoma still, they're not. Them being at seven was a, a surprise to still me. Still not Now it just boxes other dudes out. Yeah. You're now looking at that top six that you can play around with to get into this playoff. That's how I look at it right now. Cincinnati, we I thought had an outside chance of some crazy stuff maybe going down for them. A nice parlay working out. It's over for Cincinnati. It's oh, it's over. I mean, they, it, it sucks. They didn't even get a chance to like. They would need they would need Ohio State and Iowa State to lose, and even then, I'm not even sure that Oklahoma wouldn't jump Cincinnati, having beaten Iowa State. They had to play the last two weeks and blow out their opponents to and separate them. Be like, whoa, this team is so much better than the other group of five teams, and maybe then they're sitting at six or seven, but. Being absent from our televisions the last couple weeks for Cincinnati, yeah, Iowa help. play Iowa State played well, and for Cincinnati, sorry, that's too bad because Ritter is awesome. I love Desmond Ritter. Do you think it would have helped if they beat Tulsa twice? If they got two top twenty-five wins there, if you were playing, if you had just been playing, yes, they needed to have been playing. It was the cards were stacked against them yeah. from the beginning, but when you had to sit a couple weeks. And you don't have any of these impressive non-conference opportunities to knock somebody off at the start of the year. They were, they were gonna be in trouble. Ohio State's canceled this week. Should they or should they not play Texas A&M? No, they have nothing to gain. No, I think so. I think they. They're have. at four already. A&M needs this game. If you're Ohio State, we've only played five games and you put us at four. You're you love us. Yeah, you're an auto in. Texas A&M on tickets. Yes, I'd be on the road right now. I'd grab the BYU truck drivers and we're going. If you're Ohio State, State, does that make you an auto in? You know, there is no topic of conversation. If you play Texas A&M this weekend and you beat them, there's no topic of conversation. There, there is no Armageddon, Doomsday, whatever the heck you want to call it. There's no situation where they don't get in. You, you know, it's a better win. Yeah, than but you could Clemson say even if they Notre Dame. Let's say that, which it probably won't happen. Just dream and big. they get and just they get pushed out of. Dream big. Let's big. just say Kevin Warren makes the dumbest decision ever and somehow second dumbest decision ever. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And doesn't put them in the Big Ten Championship game. Which is a big possibility because he is getting one. Yeah. No, they're changing <laughs> that Wednesday still, morning. And they will. They will. But even let's just say, even if they don't play in that game, yeah. they will line up against Iowa, which is probably a better win. Top 16. A better football team 
a top 16 team. <laughs> I think, aren't they 16? I don't know. They're close. All right. They're close. But they should be top 16. Yeah. I guess in either case, you'll never guess who the Iowa AD is. You'll never guess what he said about Ohio <laughs> State. <laughs> but they're going to get a good win either way. Even if they don't make that Big Ten championship game, and I guess they don't have that, what you in a normal season would be that 13th grade the point. So who do they championship? So but, who do they have? Who will they play in the Big Ten championship if they are allowed to play in the Big Ten championship? So Northwestern is 14, and who will they play? And they play Iowa if they're not in it. Who's number 16? So it really yeah. makes no right. difference to them. Just a banner. And but, I think if you're picking, you'd rather play Northwestern, probably. I wouldn't want to play Iowa in a big game. I'd be okay just, playing Northwestern. Iowa's just playing Ohio State. That's the same. That's a toss-up. Yeah. If you I, can't beat Northwestern, you shouldn't be in the top four. Right. If you can't beat Northwestern or Iowa, you shouldn't be in the top four. UB snuck into the top 25. Can we Can we just talk about that for for a quick second? Congratulations. Yeah, should. Just can, pour, pour me a thin man and congratulations we'll start about to that. the UB. I told you. <laughs> I told you, I haven't left my house in three days. <laughs> Everything got canceled, and I've just been working from home. Um, so no thin man. I mean, I noticed you didn't bring any. You didn't bring any Jenny cream. Oh, no, you're, you uh, went to Genesee. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, you did bring that. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. You brought the Goose Island. That was on Saturday. That, there's a, there's a that statute of limitations. Preemptive strike. <laughs> there's a statute of limitations no, on, the, on, on the beer that you brought. Please, yeah, we're drinking ninety-day-old beers over here. Sometimes don't give us the week. <laughs> it was within the week. Uh, so UB is in the top twenty-five. They're going to play Akron this weekend. Akron is awful against the run. That's going to be another huge game for Jared Patterson on his quest to get invited to the Skype or Microsoft Teams or Zoom meeting that is the Heisman Trophy ceremony. I, that dude, that dude's going to going to get an invite. He's going to get 1,500 yards rushing in six games. Wait, hold on. And U- that's insane. UB is only ranked in the AP, though, to be fair. Not in the CFP. CFP has. Where's Missouri? In so, the how do you feel about that? <laughs> yeah. I, they got Missouri ranked ahead of them. Ooh. Yeah. UB. Uh, AP doesn't have Missouri in there. Ah, jeez. My lo- I, I'm torn between my love for UB and my love for Eli Drinkwitz. I don't know what to do right <laughs> you now. Must pick one. I'm going to drink. I'm going to drink uh, some of this delicious torpedo and turn it over to my friend Kevin Hennigan. <laughs> Damn, Patterson is averaging almost nine yards a carry this year. 8.7, I believe, leads the country. Obscene numbers. That's for almost this kid. a first down. It is. You know who's second in the country? Uh, Desmond Ritter. Oh, oh. In yards per carry. But just to, what Patterson is doing is incredible. I don't know really much about see, the teams they're playing. But I want to see Cincinnati play somebody. You know, play somebody big in in one of the college football. You know, like the the, the New Year New Year six games there. I want to see them play somebody. We should set up some and, dream matchups and, next week and for the New get, Year six. Get Ooh. I mean, it just we'll schedule them. I mean, how much fun would it be to see? Like, let's let's say Florida loses to Alabama. How much fun would it be to see Cincinnati play Florida? You know, because you really get a sense as to whether or not. Cincinnati belong there because Florida's not Florida's not this this you know program that has been in the national championship and in the CFP for the last several years and then they don't quite make it they get left out and then they don't show up at their bowl game they're going to show up at their bowl game they're going to show up at their huge bowl game they're going to play at the Sugar Bowl or one of those close to home the Orange Bowl one of those close to home and if it's against Cincinnati, that'd be fun to watch because I, I, you see Florida as a motivated team, is a program that's on the rise and wants to remain on the rise, and then you see Cincinnati wanting to prove something. Like I don't, I love the Coastal Carolina story. I love the fact that Coastal Carolina is 13th, made that rise. That Coastal Carolina BYU game we watched it last weekend together was a blast to watch. But I don't want to see Cincinnati play Coastal Carolina. I don't want to see that. I, I don't really even want to see Coastal Carolina play a Pac-12 team. Jared Patterson's I, I, mad you moved off of him so quick, though. <laughs> <laughs> we just dangled Desmond Ritter and Cincinnati out, and we just go right Lost after his it. focus. Yep. Well, I, hey, I mean, it, UB is going to play in the Boca Raton Bowl because they're a MAC team, and they get no respect, and they only played six games. So there's really nothing to talk about. I mean, you've, you've – 
You've touched on it before. It stinks because UB has the type of team that could have been a story this year and it is not a story this year. You know, they're, they're going to play. Too little, too late. They're going to play their six games. They're going to win all six of their games. They're going to win the MAC championship. And it's going to be a great story. It's going to be great for Buffalo. They're going to hang a banner. You know, they're the best team in New York State right now. Hey, oh. I take you. Homer George. Homer yeah. George, come at me. I'm not um, really even close. But, you know, it, it's so. It, it's great. Army might be. It's great for UB. Uh, it's yeah. great for UB. Ooh, Army versus UB would be a great game. Yeah. That'd be a really good game. So, but you know, I mean, what Syracuse is their best right. team? Right. How far? How far are you gonna go with it with the UB conversation? Just because of the way that their 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 season kind of started and stopped. Yep. Will they get eight games in? Is that like? No, it's oh, it's, they went oh, to the Pac-12. It's the six-pack. Uh, oh, okay. It's the Mac. It's the Mac. Right. Six, it's the Mac six-pack. So like, yeah, the Mac six-pack yeah. conference championship game. And then a bowl game, so I guess they will get. Are they eight playing on the nineteenth with everybody else in the conference championship games? I think so. I think, Mac, I think the MAC championship is on that same. I think they're actually on the eighteenth on a Friday. I oh, think okay. they've sort of. And a bunch of those bowl you got games UB, are getting canceled. UB they Friday might, night, Bills Saturday. Yeah, I mean UB could get shut out of a. The MAC could get shut out of a bowl completely. Because there's not enough bowls. Like okay. that's one of those things where just another you know, slap if there's, in the face. If to there's UB. only twenty five bowls, they're the ones that get cut out. Because every year, every year when it, when you say you know a six and six team got left, a bowl eligible team got left out, and I think there's always like, oh, there's seventy seven. I didn't bowl. even know bowl. Oh yeah, I there's game we got left there's, out. There's seventy seven. Thought they grabbed like five and I seven they teams. Nope. Yeah, and you there's have a good seven, GPA yep. and you get to yeah. go to a bowl. They'll yeah. be like there's seventy seven bowl eligible teams and seventy two slots, and the five teams left out are all MAC teams. Because Babers keep telling the Syracuse team that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Listen, here's the only reason. It's just because there's not enough. <laughs> there's not enough bowls. They guys. would take us. They it's just blind. because just we got left COVID. out. Kevin, any Damn. other game you're watching this weekend? You know, like I'm watching Akron UB. We've talked briefly about Nord- about uh, UNC versus Miami. That's probably the game of the weekend, and it's not even close. You got Texas A&M not playing Old Miss. I was really looking forward to that game. I thought Texas A&M might might struggle with that Old Miss. We were gonna throw it 50 yards, you know, 15 times per game offense. Is there any other game this weekend that you're looking forward to that that you love? This is a, like a money in the bank weekend for me, gentlemen. This is where, when you look at the schedule, and you know what's coming the following weekend with the conference championship games and what's going to be building. This, when I laid it out, I saw UNC Miami is at 3.30. But this is a Saturday night. I'm a huge college football fan, but I looked at it. I'll just kind of pay attention to LSU Florida and see if anything weird's happening. But I am, you know, putting some money in the bank this weekend that I will spend the following weekend. And so my focus, <laughs> my focus is going to be not as much on college football as other aspects in my life this current Saturday, like this Saturday night. That's what I'm looking at. What other aspects? So you're, so you're doing chores. Dan, it's not up to me to decide what I'm going to be doing. But I'm just telling you that this is a great opportunity to think ahead. Be like the CFP. Think one, two weeks ahead. And when you get to Saturday night, yep. scoreboard watch a little bit, but maybe it's a family Christmas movie on a Saturday night. Ooh, we haven't done that. Christmas vacation. We haven't done that. We haven't watched like a you movie as a done fan that yet? on a Saturday night. I'm saying on a Saturday Jeez. night, I haven't said, hey, I don't care about these games. Let's do this. I've made my whole family get around and play board games while I have two TVs going, and I'm staring through the game of life at two TVs <laughs> and watching whatever's on. I, I, so that's a little... I generally put money in the bank on Sundays. I have to I have to admit, Sundays are my money in the bank. Day. But I'm in debt by Sunday, Dan. Yeah, I'm, I'm paying <laughs> yeah. off debts on Sunday. I have no money in the bank. Right? I'm taking a loan on Sunday. That's a, I, if I'm looking at a game like Army-Navy, I think it's the 121st playing of Army-Navy. First time it's going to be... At on, West Point, right? First time since World War II that they're going to be playing at West Point. It's an interesting matchup this year because I was only I went back to 2001, and every year since 2001, Navy, top 10 rushing offense. All of a sudden this year, Navy's like around 50 rushing offense. This is a, you could count on it every single year. Navy running the ball, so something weird is happening. Set don't, your watch to that. You could. You don't know much about Army. They've played a soft <laughs> schedule, so it's hard to see what you get from Army it's here. Cincinnati. I think, 
First one, and they did a decent job against Cincinnati. When you look, they held their running game. You know, they limited Dokes in that. Ritter had an interception. It was like 50% completion. So they did an okay job in that game. I think first one to score a touchdown wins. I, this is going to be like 7-6, to six, Army-Navy. It's not going to be exciting. It's I would gonna, still go to the game. Yes. If I was allowed oh, yeah. into oh, yeah. the stadium. You know who's allowed point, this year? I would still go to the game. Cadets and midshipmen only. Yeah, and that's it. That's awesome. Yeah, that game's that's going to be fun. on campus. That's that going to be a really be awesome. cool environment. So it is a weaker schedule. That's one. I know that to I've asked you watch. before whether or not you've been to West Point. You've been to West Point? Uh, no. It's awesome. No. It is awesome. It is really cool. Got to go. Been to the it's Naval a, Academy. Yeah, it's a, a bunch fa- of times. it's a fantastic, fantastic experience going up there. And there's some cool hiking spots right up there, too. I, I, I hear what you're saying, too, though, about next weekend, putting it in the bank for next weekend. I was actually invited to uh, a family member's abode to come visit for the championship weekend, and I advised him or warned him prior to you know, accepting said invitation. You will have to readjust you know, the, the butt groove that you have in your couch currently, because I will restructure that butt groove on Saturday. So you have to understand that I will sit in your couch watching football from, I mean, geez, Friday night until Sunday morning. Right. This is why and, he doesn't get a lot of these invitations. That's this true. Is probably this is the last why. time going because down. He kept, he kept When you invite somebody and then they tell you that, I mean, that's his last invite, I'm sure. Yeah. We'll see how it plays if he said it to me, that's I'd fine. Be I mean, I never really wanted to go anyway, so <laughs> that's okay. I, I was I was actually trying to get out of it, but he still said, "Yeah, cool," and I was like, "Dang it!" <laughs> well, I have COVID. <laughs> that's terrible. I'm gonna play off. I'm I'm, I'm kind of with Kevin here, and I think my pick for game of the weekend. What and and this is gonna seem a little off the wall, but a little Friday night action. Clarkson versus Genesee. Colorado. Oh, yeah. All right. Pac-12. Because yep. here's what I want to see. I want to see Colorado keep winning. And I want to see USC keep winning. Jarek Broussard. Because Underrated. Uh, there was a good proposal floated out there by uh, Joel Klatt over the weekend. Your boy. To change your boy, Joe Dan's Klatt. boy. He's your, so handsome. Your boy, Joe Klatt. And I thought I it was my see... idea. And then you're like, Joe Klatt said that yesterday. Yeah, Joel Klatt like, said that a mere 12 a... hours ago. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> Thought that was my idea. So I was, I was, I see I was listening Pac-12. to Government Mule while watching that game instead of the actual commentary, so I never heard that. So I want to see these two teams go at it. I'm kind of rooting for Colorado in this because I want to see the Pac-12 be put in a, a situation where they have two undefeated teams with USC and Colorado that got their game canceled, so they won't end up playing. And then what are they going to do? Have to pick one of those two teams to go against a North Division uh, you know who they're they could have one or two lost team in Oregon or Washington probably whoever wins that game this weekend um, that's a play I want to see them just totally break it down and restructure it let's fit what we're trying to do what the fans want to see in the Pac-12 and give them and then who knows I I mean the, the playoff is out of the question for the Pac-12 sure. but yeah. maybe New Year's Six Bowl right if you oh, structure yeah. oh, it that way get you get a US, USC and Colorado yeah they definitely get a New Year's Six Pac-12 champ yes I think they're going to have some options there if that happens. I wish everybody had and that keeps your Saturday night clear. You got Friday night, watch a game, then you got your maybe dabble in your your UNC Miami, Army Navy, and then you got your Saturday evening. Yeah, to I'm do whatever it. it is you do. Yeah, I don't have to answer that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that Oregon Washington game is without a doubt for the Pac-12 North. Oregon can still win the Pac-12 North. It's a knockout game. It's because everybody else in that division is terrible. Like they're, it's it's bad. It's it's Washington, Oregon, and then what you have is Oregon two and two. You have Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, and Cal. So basically, the Pac-12 South has dominated the Pac-12 to the point where a three and one Washington versus a three and two Oregon is going to be a conference knockout game ridiculous that's why that's why the college football playoff rankings have completely disrespected and disregarded the pac-12 and they should and they should i'm fine with it i'm fine with that well i think usc's they're a decent team they looked good this is what you get though they look good sunday night 
They look good. I think they're the best team in the Pac-12. I think they should play in a major, you know, like New Year's Six Bowl. I think they, they will win the Pac-12 championship, and that's great. I don't think they're a college football playoff team. No. Nor do I think they are If we were playing into like January, even near maybe. enough to be that. I mean, they're winning. They're be a top ten. They're, they're winning right games. Take them over Miami. They're winning they games Miami. by like oh, yeah. five, or, you know, over They're Arizona. getting better, though. They're getting yeah. better every week. Yeah, they have been getting better every week. It, it's, it, it stinks the way that this season took, you know, happened, but it is what it is. I, I think that it's, in the end, as weird as college football is, as weird as college football is every year, I do believe we're going to get the four best team in the college football playoff. And Nobody does a better job than no, college football in crowning the best team in their sport. Absolutely. Nobody does a better job. You just, there's so much do. controversy. The limitations they have. That's, there's so much controversy. Every single year, there's so much controversy. There's so much, you know, uh, it, it should be a huge, big playoff like the NFL. It should be this, that, the other thing. But you're spot on right there, Henny. Nobody does a better job of crowning the best team, the national champion, than college football and it's because they actually crown the best team not the hottest team as the champion of their league you don't and have to sell me on it dan boom done that you is sell me you gotta sell me a little i'll sell you next week that is all for tonight as always you can check us out and give us a follow on twitter at henny patron you can listen and subscribe on itunes apple Podcasts. go on rate and review us Follow on Spotify, Anchor Stitch, and essentially anywhere podcasts are found. Check out our page on Facebook, Henny and Patron, The Two Drink Minimum, or friend me at Dan Patron. Special thanks to Sierra Nevada for Torpedo Tuesday and their Torpedo IPA. Well, As always, open call for sponsors, too. I think you need to throw in that plug. And an open call for sponsors. <laughs> Anybody wanting to sponsor The Three drink minimum with DZ, Henny, and Dan Patron. Please give me a call. Uh, well, or friend me on Facebook. I'm not giving you. Yeah. I'm not giving you. I'm not <laughs> giving you my one. telephone number. As always, I am Dan Patron. He is Kevin Hennigan, and he is DZ. And this has been the two drink minimum. Cheers. Cheers.